when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I don't like big phones. Okay, we should do an intro to this podcast. We okay, should. all right, all right. That's good that's, internet. That's fair. That's fair. What's good internet? Welcome to Waypoint Radio. You're listening to episode 230, coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. I am Austin Walker. Joining me here, as always, Natalie Watson. Hi, hi. Kato is on the mic and on the boards. What up? And a guest. Yes. Open mic eagle oh, is in the house. I'm so happy to be I'm here. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, my you need to understand that when we, that when I sent, you know, you heard us talk about Joel, Joel Fowler, who mm-hmm. is Waypoint's like, or who was Waypoint's kind of the, the other half of the leadership here. And right? I was on content. He was on like projects and money and like, how do we make it so you can do cool projects? <laughs> when I first sent him. What is Waypoint? I sent him a list of stuff, mm-hmm. and it was like, "This is tr- in 2016, 2015." Oh, I was wow. still working at a still working at a giant bomb at the time. And I sent him a note that was like, you know, let me break it down. Like, it's Hyperlight Drifter. It's the vibe of that game. Oof. It's dark comedy. Right. It's, oh, yeah. Like Get you were out. on that list. Get actually, no, out you know what? Here. It was. It was. It was the EP before that. Actually, was there? No, was that that EP was 2014. Uh, dark comedy and in special episodes. Special episodes 2015. Yeah. Right. So yeah. special. I think it was probably special episodes. Wow. I was bumping it then. And there was a bunch of other stuff that was important to me, and it was like, oh man. So I'll have to find the document and show it to you. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm in the DNA round. Here. You're in the DNA. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Cool. For people who don't know you, yeah, rapper, comedian, mm-hmm. now, kind of, kind of. What do you say? What do you say? What do you? Look, how do you I pick just, yourself? I can't, I can't. You make stuff. I do, and some of the stuff's funny, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. Comedy's real hard, man. If you people, put com- <laughs> okay, but mm-hmm. you put out an that. album that put that comedy in the title. That's true. That's <laughs> so, true. I guess. And it opened with a fake monologue. That's Two of them. Not, that's true. Look. Not a fake monologue, a real monologue. But they were both rhymed. They were rhymed you know, Comedy if, and If I got hip-hop. up and tried to do rhyming at a stand-up show, that would not go booed. well. Yes. Maybe. Pretty mm. sure. You'd have to be in the right in the right club. You'd be the right 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 audience. Uh, You you do it as a you could do it as a TED talk. They will clap for. Oh, absolutely, (laughs) I've done that. Have you done a TED talk? Well, I didn't do a TED talk. One of those. XOXO Fest. Yeah, XOXO was great. Oh, love it. The Andes and all that. Yes, I was just talking to one of them. They had me do a talk, and I was terrified, and it went awesome. But it was mostly me describing ultimately the process between uh, creation and in. Like ultimately ended at promotion, sure, and oh, how far my brain was yeah. from creation when when people are asking me to talk about the work. Mm. I mean, I don't remember shit. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm, sit, I'm just making shit up in these right. interviews. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. This sounds good. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah, it. But I, I did, did not make up that thing about you being on that list. That was not bullshit. That was I real. Hope, I certainly <laughs> but, hope you're not making that up. But, I'm going to sleep very well tonight. For so. real. So people who don't know your work, uh-huh. one they should. They where yeah, where sure. in your mind, as someone who makes stuff, I know that I'm like, there's stuff that I like, there's stuff that there's stuff that I think is my best stuff, but it's not the stuff that I'm like, you should start here. Uh, mm. What do you think is the the like introduction to open mic eagle? You gotta go dark comedy. You got it. And then you gotta go dark comedy. Okay. I think that's like 
uh, the one that gets my personality over, like that, com- like the cross section of that, and like probably you know strongest tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that one? Okay, I think my stuff uh, gets a little dark from there. Is that because of the world? Is that because of where you were? It's both. It's both. And I think that I'm I'm secretly just a really dark person, mm-hmm. and so like I'm always trying to dig a little deeper, and in that. The darkness pours out of me mm-hmm. into the musics, and, mm-hmm. and there it is. Do you find so now? Talk a little bit about the projects you're doing now. And the, my question is: mm-hmm. like, you're doing some stuff that does not necessarily seem like the first foot forward is that darkness. When I think mm-hmm. about your your True. your your uh, album project for the last few years, your your single stuff like that. Um, though I guess even something like you just did the treachery and beat down city yes. track along with Tumelo, who actually does some yep. of the waypoint music Absolutely. and is a, is a waypoint mod. Great, Tumelo is fantastic, uh, which is incredible. Um, but like besides that, a lot of your hip hop has gotten dark. You mm-hmm. can feel that. that. Yes. But when I think about your new shows, which you should feel free to plug here. Oh, oh, those things. Those things <laughs> have that same darkness in them up front. I'm Not guessing they front. might still be in there. Absolutely. Um, so one is the New Negroes that premieres on Comedy Central April 19th. That's soon. Yeah, this Friday. So it's, is it every Friday? It's going to be every Friday for the next eight weeks. So oh, do your cool. best, uh, internet, to get basic cable <laughs> for eight weeks. We need you. Can we catch clips of it? Is it going to be on like a YouTube? Is there um, going to be another there's, way? There's we should also be... get basic cable. Everyone go get cable go get or get the login. <laughs> yes, get the <laughs> login. Get the login. But it's going to be on, on ComedyCentral.com, but cool. I don't know if you got you to gotta probably have a thing for yeah. that. Right. Uh, the music video, because each episode has... Uh, it's three stand-up comics and uh, original music videos, a collaboration between me and a guest. Cool. I know for sure the music video is going to be uh, widely available mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. your local YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My local YouTube. Your local YouTube. <laughs> Thank God. Austin's so that's, YouTube. Uh, Austin, you, that's a, you know what? I would, I would pay money if they could make a YouTube for me oh that God. did not eventually lead you to like gross alt-right <laughs> videos. I click on like I click on stuff that's me. That's like video games and giant robots. Right. It's like, do you want to be- <laughs> and then yet, yeah, exactly. And then eventually somehow because like, oh, those three things, you must love hating women. <laughs> oh, man. No. It's funny. I never get those. And I hear about that all the time. Like people start a YouTube account and like yeah. Yeah. their suggested videos you are just, oh. you're, you're YouTubing clean. You have some yeah. sort of, I need to That's look at what the only clean is. thing I do is YouTube, Ooh. man. It's all, <laughs> it's all Overwatch. Okay. Um, What is it? It's Overwatch. It's uh Joe Button okay. podcast, <laughs> okay, um, and uh, and it used to be a lot of pro wrestling, but I'm boycotting. But I still wait, are, a you, lot okay, of wait, are you? We have I, okay, so I have a list of things to talk okay. about with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. He's it's pulling a short, up his list, folks. Pull up the list here. Theater of the mind. Let's right, do it. This is this is. I have three things. <laughs> Plugs up top. All right. Playing games you're playing, yes. and then wrestling. Because okay. I know I I follow you on Twitter, and I'm mm-hmm. like I don't see Mike talk about wrestling that yeah, much no, anymore. I, uh, when they brought Hogan back, yeah. Um, particularly on a Saudi Arabian show where they couldn't allow women. Yeah. I was like, okay. It's like that. You guys have made it clear my money is not important to you. Mm. Um, and so, and, and it's been really hard too. Like I had a dream the other night I was watching wrestling. It's that, had, it's that deep for It's you. that ingrained. Yeah. Like I had a wrestling yeah. podcast that I was on yeah, I for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, just completely devoted to it because I love it. I actually wrestled a match in oh, October. Did you? Yeah, so that's where the only I match saw- I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I did. Where was it? It was in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Louisville. I have friends in Louisville. Yeah, it was for uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Okay. What was yeah. that like? It was the 
best moment. <laughs> Wait, tell us about what was the. Okay, how did so, you get involved and what happened? So there's this guy Shiloh Jones who his uh, gimmick is that he's a terrible rapper. And so <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker. Yes. That, that guy. Motherfucker. That <laughs> did that went somewhere. Yes. Cuz I saw the beginning of that. Yeah, man. Okay. That that became a feud <laughs> yeah, as they call it in the industry. <laughs> and um and I had to we I had to go out there and settle it, man. We had All to right. we had to we had to Did you enjoy the whole process? Oh was my this God, it was incredible. It was incredible. Was the training intense? Was I only it? had a day of training, dude. Oh my God. Well, whatever your died. show. No, okay, died. wait. I what's the video? You've done a video where you did some wrestling. No, I was just a referee. In that oh, video. you were a referee yeah. in that video because I, I was. Right. I thought the ring was too sacred. Like I didn't even want to sully it with right. my presence. You're not a worker. You know, I wasn't a worker. You know, now, now, I'm, now I'm undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm undefeated. Now yeah. <laughs> but I won. I won the match with the help of Mick Foley and Ken Anderson. <laughs> that's incredible. And that's why I'm retired now because right. I'll never beat this. Never gonna be better than Mick Foley helped me win. Exactly. I would do anything to have. To, and I, to be clear, I don't mean to help. I would do anything to have Mick Foley help me win a wrestling match. I would do anything that Mick Foley helped me do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mick Foley was like, "We're gonna rob a bank, right? But we, we need you here." I'd be like, "All right, yeah, we're gonna, I'll be there. We're gonna bake these cookies, <laughs> yeah, like whatever. I'm gonna like, bake the best cookies let's ever. Do it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> was that so? Like the the I think it's funny thinking about wrestling because we just did an episode about this Kofi winning and then us trying to unpack right. the like, hey. I hate this company. Right. I have such I have such weird feeling. Like I'm I teared up even seeing that. Right. Like I know. even seeing that. Like I'm like, oh my God. Cause yeah. I know what that means not only to like black people yes. in general, mm -hmm. but to Kofi yeah. as an individual because yes. they don't do that. They don't have a person in the quote unquote mid card for fifteen years no. and then give them that kind of run. They never do that. No. So I know that means so much to him, and I know it means a lot to the fans because every now and then we need to be able to see that that's possible, mm -hmm. to see that we as fans can get behind somebody and they'll listen and they'll make it happen. I mean, that to me, I don't know, it's it's incredible. And, and um, you know, combined with Becky, like those yes. are yeah. those yeah. are two awesome, incredible moments, and I'm happy that they're doing those now. You but know? also, I'm mm -hmm. not going to give them $10 a month. That's real. Because they literally opened that show by bringing Hogan out again. See, you know what I mean? That's, How are uh, you yeah. going to do both of those you things? Stop, why don't you stop <laughs> slapping me in the face? Right, just exactly. once. Just, exactly. Ah. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, I think a lot of people in the games world mm -hmm. like wrestling a lot, right? And it ends up being really surprising. I have a lot of friends who like who don't necessarily like wrestling, and every time it's WrestleMania, it's one of the big four, right? For, right. for WWE, people are like. Hey, why does everyone like wrestling so much? Yeah, the rest wrestling Twitter gets yes. nuts. It yeah. gets, and then it gets everybody wild. comes out of the closet like, ha, 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 talking about WrestleMania. <laughs> but I think one of the things that for me is fascinating about it is that overlap between games and wrestling. And part yeah. of it is there is a sort of we didn't talk about this in the wrestling episode actually, but there's a sort of systems logic to mm -hmm. wrestling mm -hmm. that does not necessarily exist in some other or is not as talked about in the fandom of something like movies. Like I like more, I, I don't like Marvel movies that much. I, people like Marvel sure. movies. I've, I've kind of come up and down on them over the years, but by and large, when the fandom talks about it, they talk about stuff that is cool. They talk about shipping characters. They mm -hmm. talk about their favorite fight scenes. They right. theorize about what might happen. But that theorizing is almost always in the realm of the fictional. Right. Whereas inside of wrestling chatter, there's a lot of fantasy booking. Sure. There's a lot of talking about how the industry works. There's a lot of knowledge of how the industry works. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a lot of like, hey, what's the business decision behind this? Yes. Or what is the 
behind the scenes relationship that's being leveraged. Meta contextual yeah. conversation. Yeah. Around or like, there's the like this person's a good performer in the ring, but they're bad on mic, or this right. person cuts a great promo, but they botch stuff all the time. And I actually see a lot of that same sort of general, like in a broad sense, not in terms of who shoots, who shoots, uh, or sorry, who, who cuts a good promo well, but that so, sort of like understanding of games and systems and the ways in which projects are like gain momentum or whatever inside of the way we talk about games. And so in that sense, maybe... Uh, Fans who are deep into game gaming, yeah, see studios the same way, right? Maybe. See studios gotcha. mm-hmm. or see like you talk about something like a boss fight, mm-hmm. yeah, and you're thinking about it in those terms of like presentation. You're t- you're thinking about it in terms of like this is a discrete beat, mm-hmm. the same way that a match might be a discrete uh, beat in a right, story. Right, Do you know what right, I mean? Right. Um, I think anime is very similar. In of this course. Way. Oh yeah. Uh, we thought we we're playing Sekiro right now, and yeah. I think that that game has some moments in it that are just like. I'm sad about Sekiro. Are not, you? Not in a quality sense. I'm okay. That I, I've been on tour since March 27th. Okay. Mm. And I've only had like four days with Sekiro. Oh. And, and all that I can do is listen to people talk about Sekiro <laughs> um, and, and tell me. Um, tell me how to be good at it, and I can't apply anything. Are you um, Are you gonna put some time aside once you get? I mean, you're off tour now. Yeah, and I'll be home um, this Wednesday. Okay, are you in L.A. Where are you? Yeah, at? I'm in L.A. Okay. And that's okay. that's one of my my plans. I, but also, like, my problem is I also really love Overwatch, and and I don't know what I'm gonna do first. <laughs> okay, so you watch a lot of Overwatch videos? Yeah, because I play a lot of Overwatch. Is that your number one thing right? That's now? my y'all are. One day I was listening to y'all. Y'all said something was a comfort game or a pajama yeah. game or yeah. something. Yeah. Overwatch is, game, Overwatch something like is my yeah. pajama game. Is it? That's my mm-hmm. get down. So that's just like, all right. Can you play that on tour? Were you able to sneak matches in? Now look. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had. the recording. I know, I've, <laughs> I've had such a journey. I've I have bought consoles to mm-hmm. take on tour to mm-hmm. play. And I had to stop doing it. like Because what it did, it started making me crazy about hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Like I would walk into a hotel room right. and if they have some proprietary weird thing where yep. I can't get to the HDMI, <laughs> right, I yeah. fucking furious. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like and, and I will like like Listen. I I have gone and bought Ooh. televisions to take on tour with me. Like it, and it's just it just it's too much. Yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. much. That's so I had, so I had to say like, no, I'm not gonna I, do I it. I had to start leaving over watch at home. We mm. I did um I was at Giant Bomb uh and we do the big game of the year thing over there, and that thing is like you fly out and everyone is in the same city, right? Everyone's on the West Coast, even if you were an East Coast person. And so I was staying with my friend Vinny, who works there, uh, and we were like, we need to play through Soma, which is this like great sci-fi horror like mm-hmm. game. Um, but we needed a place to play it, and that was we broke the TV, mm. we broke the thing off the TV. Yeah, man. And oh. the hotel we were at. The TV I'm, is fine, but I was we like, broke their proprietary gotcha. thing yeah. Yeah. so yeah. that we could play it over the week. I've learned so many ways to hack TV. That's the thing. And <laughs> we figured out how to put, hook the thing back in. Yeah. Like we figured out how to like, okay, everything is the way it was. Because yeah. uh, they just they just want you to buy porn with their little weird remotes. That's all they want you to do. <laughs> oh God, I want to play fucking Overwatch. This is why my YouTube is clean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who is your main in Overwatch? Um, right now it's Orissa. Okay, cool. Right now I'm in Arisa main, uh, and and I like play a lot of Diva, but I also play a lot of like Zenyatta. Okay. When I gotta play support. Wow, these yeah. are these are good. Ha- these are not like I've talked to us, a lot of people who play Overwatch, and I don't play Overwatch anymore. I used okay. to play, but they'll be like, you know, Soldier seventy six. I'm like, all yeah. right, cool. I'm glad yeah. you like. I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. same. I get it. I like that for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Just saying. Just saying. It looks good on you. So does every six. Yeah. Yeah. You see his cop uniform came out this week. Bro, it was like the military shit. It was like the fucking. But they've also the ceremony shit. They've also. I mean, he's a cop, but whatever. Yeah. But they've also recently um, said that he's gay, right? I don't. Did they actually yeah, say no, that? No, they, yes, they have, yes, they have they dialogue. Did. Okay. In one of the digital right. comics, it this says he like, had a relationship okay. with a man. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, he, yeah. What I was going to say, what I was, well, this is a whole other conversation uh-huh. that I'd love to talk to you about. But I was curious, You Overwatch has been out for a while. Mm-hmm. The game has changed so much. I played a lot in 2017 and I follow uh, OWL, but I don't play anymore because I feel like every time I try and, jump in it's a different game it's just a different game like the game just feels so much faster i feel like i'm not i have so much to catch up on in terms of the meta that it's like there's almost no hope and it's still like super entertaining because i can follow the gist of it right um but i just don't i can't feel myself applying that at Mm -hmm. this point Mm -hmm. so how how have you like continued to adjust and continued to you know keep this game in your life for the amount of time that you have. I mean, well, I didn't play when it came out. So okay. it came out, what, 2015 okay. or 16? I think like 16. Fif- or fif- I, think God, I think it was 16. I think it was 16. 16. So I started I playing know. at the end of 2017. Okay. Is when I started playing. Okay. And so there's already, the meta was already. Crazy. It was right, dive yeah. meta and it was yes. insane. Okay. And I had yeah. no idea what I was doing and I was bronze <laughs> before I knew it. <laughs> yeah, like for real. Um, I just kind of climbed up to silver like this wow. year. Like, it's tough. Hell yeah. Yellow hell is real. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. But I, I do. I I play every day. I watch a lot of videos like yeah. Overwatch Central and your Overwatch. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's the thing at the, at the ELOs I'm at. A lot of it has nothing to do with the meta. You know, mm, a lot right. of it is just about like knowing the mechanics so of that character, basics, know who your character is, no foundational stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right, um, right. And that's the reason why I end up playing the characters I play because I can climb with Arissa because I'm tend to play right. on teams where there's no tank. I'm gonna be the person. Yeah, I'm, like, I don't have to be good. I just have to be here. Yes, yeah. it's, it's just <laughs> me and five DPS. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna do our best here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I just play all the time. I just I really I really enjoy that game a ton. So it's 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 easy for me to kind of. Stay down Had you it. come into that with a history of other first-person shooters or team-based yeah, stuff like that, or was not, it never team-based stuff? Huh. And I never had played an online-only game before wow. that either. Like when I bought it, I didn't even realize that it was online-only. Well, I didn't realize like, that there wasn't like a campaign. Right. Well, like, given like the, the, how sharp the characters all looked, how filled that world seemed, I think right. that was like a pretty maybe not common in terms of like you thought there would be a campaign, but people immediately were like, "I love this world. I love these characters. Right. Why can't I go do a right. story adventure right. or whatever?" And I just, I, I just. Was around so many people, like a lot of comics I know, right. played it, and and they just talked about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this, I'll, I'll try this. I I buy games. Right. <laughs> I'm a gamer. Yeah. So. But yeah, I got hooked in yeah. in a way that really um, similar to how Dark Souls hooked me. Okay. Uh, to bring it all back yes. around to yes. uh, Sekiro, because I'm a guy, I'm the kind of one of those kinds of people, and it's funny because I hear I've heard so much of this in y'all's conversation recently. Mm-hmm. Um, like Dark Souls changed the way I look at games. Really, absolutely. Like I'm, I've been a late like modern console guy. Like I was like always a Nintendo console yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I was always like a console behind because right. I was like, yeah, fuck, I don't give a fuck. I don't need. I just right want to play now. Zelda. Like, I just, you know right, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but when I got a PS3. 
Um, and I remember like what I would do at the time because I think the PS4 was out already when I first got a PS3. Okay. I got it and I would just go to different websites and play whatever their top 15 right. best mm-hmm. PS3 mm-hmm. games right. were. Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of go through the list and play them all and be like, oh, Last of Us, this was cool. You yeah. know, <laughs> Play a uh, portal. It was great. Uh, yeah. Played um, and they are and they're they're yeah. good. And I get I get what you're saying. Like there's a way that you could consume games that way. That I think we are spoiled, or we have a very particular perspective on it. Because one, you're chasing deadlines, you're chasing embargoes. Yeah. But two, even your listener, most of our listeners are people who want to keep up, right. who want to know what the next thing is. Mm-hmm. And I don't one, I don't know that that's healthy uh, mm. for the industry. I. You know, there's lots of great music criticism and film criticism about albums that came out or movies that came out years ago. Right. There's great reported features on like the the process of, of someone making a great album a right. decade mm-hmm. ago. We get that here and there in games, but the interest level is just lower. Because it's, it's always like the machine's always right. churning. And but the way that you're talking about of like, yeah, I owned a PS3 and I just played. You could go buy a PS3 right now yeah. or an Xbox 360 right now and get 30 incredible games. For like $4 for, each. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Incredible yeah. games, right. But so Dark Souls enters this picture. Yeah, like I, and I was always very intimidated to play Dark Souls because it was mm-hmm. always number eight on everybody's list or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. But all they said was, this game is hard as fuck. Like, right? You know what I mean? And you picture a little guy and a giant dragon. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. You know, and then, but after playing through all of those games, mm-hmm. um, I played up. Uh, what's, what's the Bioshock, the third one? Uh, Infinite. 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 Yeah. I loved that game at the time because mm-hmm. I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I, wow. But I, when I played Dark Souls, right. like there was, there's this part in the um, Undead <laughs> Bird. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's this one gameplay loop where like it kind of clicked with me. Like, oh, each one of these button presses is very important right Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) suddenly that just raised the stakes of everything and suddenly like i oh like this is why i didn't get that much out of bioshock you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. dying didn't matter nothing mattered it was just playing through to get to the story and suddenly the the final fight was super hard out of nowhere Mm -hmm. um but this level of gaming it was just so attentive and so engaging that I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, I want, I want to spend my time learning to get good at something and yeah. feel myself getting better at it, yeah. and then like get fucking super strong and go through the same area, new game plus, beating <laughs> the shit out of everybody. Like, oh, yeah. You know, right. right. The thing I'm ready to do is so there's a so Sekiro does the thing a lot of these games do where they open with a boss that mm-hmm. is too hard for you to beat at first, right. but. I am certain that if I started a new game, not even a new game plus, I could kick his ass right now because I I'm get, sure you could. I get him <laughs> yes. now. Like you, I get how he works. Right. I understand You're that in game. his mind. I'm in his mind. <laughs> yes. Read your thoughts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Download complete. Like, let's go, Genichiro. Like, I'm ready. But like, I love that feeling about those games. And I think that the thing that you kind of zeroed in on, though, that is important and maybe helps even explain a little bit of the Overwatch thing is that feeling of like, a lot of games, even for for me, it's like a low hum. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm in this thing. I'm just mm-hmm. doing some stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. When I'm there, but there are other games when, yeah, every point, especially early on with something like a Souls game, when you're learning a new area, when you're learning how your move sets work with different mm-hmm. weapons, you're like, all right, what? Every, I'm 100% dialed in. I'm right. like, this thing is consuming the part of my brain mm-hmm. right, that normally is worrying about other stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. even when I'm playing something like Bioshock Infinite, I'm also thinking about taxes. I I'm used also. To, I used to play video games with the sound off and just try to catch up on <laughs> albums. Sure. You can't do that shit when you're first playing Dark Souls. <laughs> That's crazy. 
crazy. Like there's, you get the shit scared out of you. And there's there's no music in the game, so it's right. not even. Like, but you have to hear those cues. Like just you yeah. just have to give it your attention. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, and I imagine like that's. Do you get that same feeling out of Overwatch, playing Overwatch, where you're like dialed in? in yeah, way. super dialed in. Like you have to hear things. You have to like use more of your senses because mm-hmm. it's higher stakes, and it's not just you. Like it's the people you're letting down if you're fucking up. If I put my shield in the wrong place. <laughs> this is why it's all our asses. This is why I stop playing. Yeah. You know, I feel I bad. I feel terrible. I'm the sort of person who I've said this before. Like I go to the dentist, and my dent, and I like the dentist reaches somewhere weird. And I go ah, and then he's like, uh, can you not? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Right? That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I got to get a new dentist is really what I have to do. I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Let me just, I'm just going to go over here and just Just do my best. Just knock me the fuck out. What are you doing, cleaning? Yeah, knock me out. Uh, Just in case. Just check and knock me out. Yeah, exactly. All right. Dark Souls, Overwatch. Yeah. You to complete the trilogy of games that are important to you. Look, Dark Souls 3. (laughs) <laughs> you, I, I love Dark Souls 3 Okay I love You don't I'll, get a lot of those I mean people I know, like that game But that is not I one of those games That has defenders in that, that way game. What was it about it? Because to me Like Dark A good Dark And this is why I didn't like Dark Souls 2 Because wow. I know I know it's fine. I know it's fine. I know it's fine. I, know it's fine. I get why people don't like Dark Souls 2 But you go ahead But yeah. to me Like a, a good Dark Souls game Like it's kind of like a, it's like a sentence, right? Like mm. you kind of go through these areas in your mind and you get in this groove and you kind of mm-hmm. like follow this, this, this sequence, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and t- to me, three gave me that, like it gave me that, like, and I love those boss fights and I yeah. love how beautiful it is. And and it's the Dark Souls gameplay that I really like. Um, and by that time, Bloodborne, Bloodborne had actually taught me how to play right. these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, so I came totally. into Dark Souls three, like, really confident and I just I, I love that game to me like I think it's one of those things where time space it just met me yep. like yep. oh I'm ready for this yeah. and yeah. I love yeah. like the imprint that that game made yeah. I think partly my Dark Souls 2 love is sort of like that mm-hmm. which is so I came to that series via Demon Souls which mm-hmm. means that when Dark Souls hit I was like yeah this is cool but like I played <laughs> Demon Souls and then when Dark Souls 2 hit I was in that right place gotcha. for it and now that I think about it it is more like Demon Souls which I don't know if you've ever gone back and played uh, I've I played I've played like maybe an hour of Demon's Souls. Okay. I haven't really liked it. It's the one it. I want them to remake. Like I mm-hmm. wish that they would remaster that game because it gets a lot of cool things right. It it gets a lot of things wrong. It doesn't have an Estus flask. It mm-hmm. has just consumable healing items like oh, Bloodborne, wow. which right. I cannot fuck with anymore. Right. But I love the world and it is more like Dark Souls 2 in that it doesn't it isn't trying to build this one clean, pure clockwork world mm-hmm. where everything is connected just so. I mean in 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 uh, Demon Souls, you literally walk up to a thing and it teleports you to like a new area, and that right. area is all connected in that way. But it doesn't; it isn't trying it's, to be yeah. internally consistent with an entire world map. Mm-hmm. And Dark Souls Two doesn't give a fuck about that. It you doesn't. will walk up a thing and then wind up in a and place that has like a lava. lava. Yeah. yeah, see, we know. <laughs> I know the an place. Elevator to lava. An elevator How to does lava? that work? Because it's cool. Like, that's, <laughs> did you see us yet? I didn't see us yet. All right, I'm not gonna talk. Have you played Silent Hill ever? I'm not. I All won't right. do that. Will not ever. play Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I like things. I like. I like it when geography gets weird. I see. And when it's clearly like, okay, what does that mean? Like, and I did don't. It, did I don't, it mean something in Dark Souls? I think it does. I, think I guess that does. was a problem. So with me. I, think, I had to disconnect so on knowing what my, the like, intentions were. Two second thing about Dark Souls Two. Dark Souls Two is about the the slow like falling apart of an empire mm-hmm. because the person and the ideal of sovereignty is is crumbling right mm-hmm. um and so for me using a geographical metaphor for that mm. spatiality falling apart and like the even down to like who was up there 
right. The king remember. was up there. Okay, the fucking right. dragon the king was up. The fire king, king was yeah. up there, right? So it's like, all right, who is where? Who is elevated? Who is above stuff? And then how does that like fit in with the natural order that you expected? Hmm. Whereas something like Dark Souls 3 and Dark Souls 1 goes the complete other way, which is like, all right, we're going to build a place that has a very specific sense of history that is uh, uh, consistent and coherent right. because this is not about just like um, breadth. This isn't. This is about like um, someone literally falling from high to, lo- to, right. to low, right? And so you need that sense in that story. But in in Dark Souls 2, it's about all of these different nodes and all these different areas of this once broad kingdom drank lake slowly falling apart. You know what I don't like about Dark Souls 2? What's that? I don't like how all the characters run at you and they never stop running that's at true. you. I'll that's give you that. That's, that's, not, they do that's do that. not good. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that one. They're supposed to reset. They're supposed to reset. No, they don't they chase they you. just keep chasing keep, you. Oh, you square up. Let's yeah, go. No, I got to jump off the bridge, man. <laughs> There's five of them. Some will fly do? down at you sometimes. <laughs> Man, the first time that happened, I missed it, which is wild. You know, there's okay. the dude, the ruiner in Dark Souls 2. Some, there's something like that. The guy with the wings will show up and fuck you up like four times in that game. I didn't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it yeah, takes yeah. a second, but yeah. Uh-huh. The first time, I just missed him landing, and I was like, oh, he's here. Okay. And I just didn't get it at all. But then I watched a friend play and saw him get scared to hell. It was the best. <laughs> it was very good. Um... Uh, what is your history with games before? Because you said you were like a Nintendo person, yeah. but when you were a kid, were you playing stuff? I mean, you were on BBSs, you had computers sure. around. Yeah, um, but I was on consoles. I was playing, I always had the Nintendo console. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always was loving the Zelda. Yeah. And that was always my my hang. Um, mm-hmm. like, what was it about that? Um, I don't know exactly, but I think I think it's whatever happened to me when I was playing like Link to the Past on Super sure. Nintendo. I was like, I'm just going to play Every Zelda game, right? Because they're just always good. Even yeah. the ones on like Wii that people don't like, I yeah. love them. Sky with sword, <laughs> yeah, I, I love them. Okay, you know what I don't like? Breath of the Wild. Ooh, wow, <gasps> I cannot believe you. Ooh, you I, did it. I did it. Not I came, came through and did it. You were like, oh, I, I love I the show. Waiting. I love the show so much. I'm gonna come through. We're gonna have a good conversation. Why? Know. Okay, all right. Put me on blast. I'm just not. I'm just not an open world guy. Okay, I really like it. I. Do you think that's part of why you like Dark Souls in some ways? Which exactly. is like, oh, that's exactly why. Very crafted. Yes. It Each feels like dungeons. Because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a hard time if, like, I need to know that the decision that I'm about to make is not wasting my time. Uh. I need to know that. Right. And I don't like that open world games will let you waste your time. Yeah. Is it a waste though? I, I'm with to you. me. To <laughs> me, it is. Yeah. You that's play. fair. How that's much, how much Breath of the Wild did you play? Ooh, uh, this, this I is would, like this I is like some say... nerd ass game facts message board shit I'm about to do. <laughs> but like, I would say like 20 hours. Okay, maybe. you know, you put your time in. I put yeah, oh, good. I'm good with I, that. I, look, I bought it, it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. I get you. I, I was gonna play you, that game. Nintendo didn't send that to you. Nintendo wasn't like it. nobody sends me shit. <laughs> actually, actually, so um, uh, Rockstar sent me Red Dead Redemption Two, and I have not opened it. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know. Let me tell you something. You will not like Red Dead. Oh, I've heard y'all too. talk about it. And you I was will like, oh, not no, like. I'm yeah, not, I'm not, I'm I feel not. like if you didn't like Breath of the Wild, yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild at least like rewards you for that cure for any any effort you make. That's why I don't feel like time's wasted because even if I, you know, spend time exploring and stuff, and I end up in a dead end and there's like nothing there, there is something there. There is like a Korok seed, or there's like. Uh, a perspective that I haven't seen before, like a way to, uh, like a literally a, a, view, a place like to a... view the world mm-hmm. that I haven't seen before. And just, to that me, that was like always valuable. I just feel like I spent a lot of time trying to jump up mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of 
time cooking shit. Yeah. Yes. And, and oh, is, I love it. Both of the things I got a, next to my TV right now is Kyrie Fry's recipe book for Breath wow. of the Wild. Look through that. Has great recipes in it. Yeah, no, I believe it. I just, you know, I don't cook that much in real life, man. I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna spend my That's time fair. that way. I feel so that. I, that was the thing for me was like it gave me that feeling, and I don't want this in all my games. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I think. Actually, some of it, some part I do get part of it from a game like Sekiro or, or Dark Souls, that feeling of preparation, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. feeling of like, all right, I'm going to set myself. And Sekiro actually, I think, does this a lot because, and Kato, you can talk to this a little bit because uh, you're pretty, you didn't beat it. You're really far in there um, clo- I feel like close. I'm close. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a point area. at which that game opens up a little bit more than some of the Souls games do. I mean, all the Souls games give you multiple paths, yeah. but there's a midpoint in that game where you're like, I could go six different places. Huh. Um, and they're not, it's not an open world, you know, but like, because each of them are a linear path that like you're, or a sort of linear path where you're still exploring, but you're like, you're going to end. You're getting mm-hmm. to boss fight, boss fight, boss fight, end of that path, right? But when I prep for those things, I prep for them. I'm going, mm-hmm. all right, what what ninja tool, what shinobi tools am I going to bring on right. this? I, not that you can't go into the menu and switch it out anyway, but like, okay, let me get my, my headspace for it. Let me upgrade uh, the shuriken because I think I'm going to have lots of people who are like jumping around. I want to hit them when they're in the air or sure. whatever it is. And Dark Souls did the same thing for me where it was like, all right, let me get – or Bloodborne. Let me get the fire paper. Let right. me get the thing that's like, okay, I'm going to go with Molotovs. That way I hit them with the oil, hit them with the Molotovs, then I'm good. Um, and Breath of the Wild really did that for mm-hmm. me where I was like, all right. Time to go in the mountains. Let me cook some. Let me cook some peppers up. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. trying to stay warm. <laughs> let me make sure I got my coat on. Right. <laughs> I like that fantasy, right. and I don't like it in real life. <laughs> I hate. I don't. I pack for trips late. <laughs> I y'all. We went on the trip three weeks ago. Yeah, I got to the bus two minutes before it left. Yeah. Wow. I was stressed. <laughs> I was, <laughs> not I was stressed. <laughs> Damn. So yeah. So so uh, there's a there's a sort of almost like a safety in the fantasy there for me mm-hmm. that I like. That's, um, that's funny because that's. Part of the reason I bounced off The Witcher yes. was because it was too much preparation. Like, mm-hmm. actually, I don't know, for Sekiro, I feel like it's more of a, you go in, you study, yeah. then you come back having learned something already, and that yeah. feels like a little more active, mm-hmm. where like, I don't know, something about The Witcher loop never caught me because it felt like the you, they front-loaded too much preparation for in my taste. I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't play that much of that game, but like... Yeah. you would You would go to a place and it'd be like... Uh, there's a werewolf here and you'd open up the codex and read like, what's up with werewolves and yeah. like alright we gotta mix this thing and they're like okay I'll mix this thing and then you go fight the werewolf and the, the fight is but 90 the, yeah, seconds it's, right. it doesn't feel well that isn't I haven't I've played a little bit of The Witcher but it, it doesn't feel as internalized mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel like the gameplay of the game the environment the things of that like that aren't you're not learning those lessons and internalizing them in a way that you you're moving forward right. and progressing and accumulating all this knowledge that you can like refer back to later. And that's not to say that you can't have that you can't put information in a codex or an yeah, encyclopedia yeah, yeah. or things like that, but there's something about Sekiro that feels like I'm I'm learning and just like it's like muscle memory almost. Mm-hmm. It just becomes like an innate mm-hmm. reaction, innate knowledge that I'm progressing through. I'm with. really yeah. like, I, that's I'm, I'm that's when I say I'm sad about Sekiro. That's what it is because I know that like if I was home, that whole thing would have clicked with yeah. me, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "You'll get that experience." I know, but I'm so I get far you. behind. I, <laughs> I got the I got the game for for review or whatever. Mm. And everyone's beating it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be on Natalie's schedule. That's all. I'm like y'all, still in like the second area. I haven't beat any major boss. I bought. I beat one major you boss. Beat a major boss. And everyone's passed me. I just like. I love. I love the fact that there's so much 
like I I can kind of refer. We have like a Sekiro chat mm-hmm. in our in our in our Discord, and I love the fact that as soon as I make a little bit of progression, I can kind of search keywords mm-hmm. and be like, all right, what was everyone saying around this time? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> true. Uh, True. It's funny because I think part of the other thing I liked about Breath of the Wild is something that is totally in all those games, which is some sense of place mm-hmm. that felt like there was a history. Like, yeah. Uh, the first time you get to – there's the the village that's beyond the wall, like way to the east. Uh, it's not – what is the name of that village? Is that Hateno? So yeah. Is that Hateno village? Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, where it's like, oh, yeah, this place is far enough away from the center of the continent that it didn't get hit that bad mm. during. And, like, walking into that place for the first time was – and, like, walking past all the ruins or walking through the the huge field filled with the dead guardians from where that fight happened right. actually produced a similar feeling in me in some of the Dark Souls stuff where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, like, something major happened in this place. There is – history litters this place, like, with itself. And that is a cool – a cool thing. I think games just do really well when yeah, they absolutely. can do really well. Um, uh, a lot of my a lot of my beef with something like Bioshock Infinite was actually that, that like, hey, this place feels like a movie set. This right. doesn't mm. feel like there's a specific history here, but your story is telling me that there's a specific. It history. felt like a really bad sci-fi B movie. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's tough. But, Did you play the Have you played the other Bioshock games? I didn't. Uh, I have it. Uh, like I have like whatever the remaster is. Yeah, I'm curious if what you yet. think about those. I'm not from a defensive. Yeah. Austin loves this thing. Right? <laughs> I'm curious what I think about it actually. Because mm. at the time, I loved Bioshock One, and I haven't gone back to it. Whereas, like, I love Final Fantasy VII when it came out, and I've gone back to it and haven't loved it. And yeah. so now I'm like, mm. do I want to do that with Bioshock? Do I dare ruin this thing that I yeah. kind that I like in my mind still? But I don't think. Uh, I mean, it it would take like compartmentalizing that sort of like these two. Experience because you're two, yeah. you're not, you're two different selves. Like oh, when yeah. you're, like you're in two different contexts, sure. two different places in your life, and it's something really hard for me not to sort of like retcon myself and like when, <laughs> when I like after I like that might revi- be my next album <laughs> right? That's a good retcon myself, right? Uh, to to not like have to rewrite what I felt before. And uh, I, I'm trying to do this thing where I like take more notes. Well, now that I'm in this industry and I mm. like, <laughs> and, I, and now reviews. I'm writing game <laughs> reviews, I'm trying to take more notes as I play because I just want to remember how I feel. Right. And that way, when I can look back in a couple years and uh, have these reference points, I can still appreciate that moment in time without having to completely mm-hmm. rewrite it with whatever I'm coming back to. And, and that's something I always think about when I listen to you guys talk is how much you guys genuinely enjoy video games, but I just understand it. The proximity you have to any industry will just ruin the things that you love. And, yeah. and I wonder like how much y'all feel you was like, like... the first thing you asked me when you saw me yeah. in, in LA when we... So you... Let's take a break, actually. Let's take okay. a quick break, and sure, we'll sure, talk sure. about, like, hey, we saw each other at E3. Yeah. We'll the podcast. <laughs> we'll do the kind of background on that and dig into the industry. Because I have the same question for you, but that's a mm. bigger question because you're in more industries than yeah. I am. <laughs> at so, least, yeah, like one at more. At least one more. <laughs> yeah. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Open Mike Eagle. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, we are back. And we're talking about burning out on industries that we love oh, and wow. feeling <laughs> in the darkness oh, at the wow. edges. You saw me. So when did we first talk? Uh, we first we, we started like Twitter DMing. Yeah, or D- whatever, Twitter right? DMing. And it had, you know, it had to be months before that. Um, yeah, I don't, easy. Yeah. A year before that. Yeah. I don't even know what it was. I don't, I don't remember what it was either. Yeah. But I think that I think that like I, the, the podcast that come across my desk. I think because of Too Mellow. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and then like. I started listening to the podcast and then didn't then looked and realized that you were following me. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that's the best feeling. It is. That's the best. That's the best. It is. Um, it is. And until then you're like the, the other side of that thing that can happen where you're like, this is good. This is good. Shit, I've said some stupid shit on here. <laughs> oh, they think I'm they think I'm foolish. Well, you know, I, honestly, I stand behind every one of my dumbass wow. tweets, man. Yes. I really yeah. do. I try not to delete anything. Hell I have yeah. like fifty thousand of them sitting Ooh. there. Wow, look through them if you want. Yes, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, no. And I've I've I, I got into the podcast, and I really really enjoy the podcast a lot. Um. And because like I feel like y'all are like my video game friends, right? Because I don't Thank like you. seriously. Um, because I play a lot of video games like alone, you know. What right. I mean? yeah, and so yeah. like, oh, like I like to hear what you guys are talking about. I like to hear you guys' experiences with get, except for uh, at one time y'all monster hunted me. I, what did I do? Y'all, y'all monster. Y'all that that's my my verb for it oh, when y'all <laughs> trick me into thinking I'm gonna like something. Oh, no. <laughs> that I don't like. Yeah, that happens. I, I got, that happens. I, like, I got monster hunted hard, man. man. <laughs> you just bounce off of it. I mean, oh, that's, man. That's, wait, but. You don't like cooking. You don't yeah. like prep. Like that's all that game well, is. Oh, but I just I just heard y'all talking about switch axes and shit. <laughs> the switch axe is good. Oh, switch axe. Have you seen the gifts of the switch axe? Like, well, it's, I've, I've used it. the switch okay, axe. I've used it. It's good. But the rest of the stuff. Okay. The rest of the stuff. The rest of the stuff. I mean, you know. let me tell you about a game called Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> okay, I don't that, know anything about it. So I mean, I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna pitch you that. Except that, you wouldn't like that either because it's an open world game. <laughs> it's like Breath of the Wild. Like so. Okay. When I played Breath of the Wild, I was like. They made a sequel to Dragon's Dogma, okay. a Capcom open world game that no one but me likes. <laughs> um, uh, because it had so many of the similar vibes of like of needing to prepare, of needing mm-hmm. to go out, like the world being kind of scary and mm-hmm. the feeling of like, see, I like the feeling of hitting a dead end sometimes or like my time being wasted. I like that feeling <laughs> because then when it's not, it's like, yes, this was a success. This feels mm. good. Um, I, I like feeling restrained and limited in that way in my open world game specifically versus something like, uh, like if I had to choose between Breath of the Wild and Dragon's Dogma games that put a lot of restrictions on you and make you like prepare and, and punish you for when you don't prepare versus something like Saints Row the Third, which is a game I still like because it's fun and goofy and all mm-hmm. that. But is a game that's just power fantasy and just like wherever you go, it's explosive. I'm going to choose that restrained feeling instead. But uh, that's why I was like surprised that people like Breath of the Wild when it came out. I was like, a lot of people love it. Like you know, it's, I know. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, but you know, it, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. 
Uh, the reason I bring a Dragon's Dogma, which is about to come out again on Switch, is that's the Monster Hunter team making uh, a, like a fantasy open world game. Gosh. And what I would love for them to do is to do another one of those, but with the sorts of Monster Hunter weapons, because the weapons in Dragon's Dogma are cool, but they're like mostly fantasy weapons, right? Mm. Like ma- there's a bow that's magical. There's a, you know, a magical sword and shield thing. But basically it's like you have a bow, you have swords, you have, you know, maces and stuff. But if you could have a switch axe in Dragon's Dogma, that would be my <laughs> favorite yeah. game ever. <laughs> Let me dual wield, um, please. Please. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to do, I could dual wield, you can dual wield knives in Dragon's okay. Dogma. You should, you should you should help me with my build. Oh, yeah, later. we'll talk about your build. Okay. Um, <laughs> but sorry for the Monster Hunter. No, no, it's over recommendation. But, but um, but we, yeah, we. I knew that you would be at E three, and um, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can run into Austin yeah. at, at the uh, the E three, and we traded some DMs, and yeah. finally, like, it worked out on the last day or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. and, and um, we had about twenty minutes. Yes, and the first thing you said yeah. was like, how do you not like get caught up on all it this. It was specifically around because it was around E3 and there were things that like oh yes. Y'all had talked about. Mm-hmm. There were games that y'all had talked about that like it, like later somehow it almost came out that you like you knew it was more judges week. You knew it was more, about judges right, week. that's you, what it right. was so you knew way more about yes. these games that you could say yes mm. and and that to me was like mind blowing you you have a discussion a you know a critical discussion about games where you know way more than you can actually let on like that seems like the oddest head trip to me and it I always is. wonder like how you navigate yeah that, you well know? it's business and that's mm. the thing that's tough is like you go to a thing like judges week which is coming up again in a month give or take. I'm going to disappear for a week and bye. bye. Have fun. Don't burn anything down. Um, uh, and Dance I'll go. away. Let's throw a party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? I'm excited to listen. I like going away to see what happens back at home sometimes. It's nice. It's good. Uh, the, the, you go to a place like that. You see a bunch of games. A lot of them you cannot talk about because right. it's you sign an NDA that yeah. says you can't talk about it. I mean, there's a game that we played at a Gearbox event last year that I can't talk about still. Mm. And like, I, good, because I wouldn't say good things about it. Right? <laughs> uh, it was early and not in a great shape, and that's fine. And like, I already, I'm like, hmm, I hope no one sends us to Gearbox. Maybe I'm already stepping on the line a little bit mm. here. That stuff happens. Um, and it's hard because what you want to do is go like, everyone needs to know about this thing. Right. The thing that you end up learning is no one needs to know about that thing. Mm. And instead, for me, especially with a podcast format, where we're not necessarily chasing like embargo times in that same tight way. Like when Sekiro came out, we wanted to make sure there was like a, a, a podcast about it sure. day and date. But when a new game comes out, by and large, we wait to have the conversation to when the schedule like lines up, as long as you're in that window. right? Um, and you're like, all right, it can wait. It can wait a, until it makes more sense to have that conversation. So like I think about um, the Far Cry 5 stuff. Mm-hmm. We saw a pitch for Far Cry 5 two years ago. And that pitch ended up being way off of what that they ended up making, obviously. But having that pitch, I talked about it internally to be like, yo, here's what they're promising. But then when it came time to do the podcast, it's like, well, how much do I trust it anyway? Right. Right? Do I want to get on the podcast right after seeing their their pitch and be like, here is here is the pitch. Let me repeat for you all of the talking points that they gave mm. me. That's also a preview that I still cannot talk about some of the shit that they said, wow. which is the wildest bit because a lot of the people who are like critics and, you know, critics overreacted and expected more than there was. It's like, yeah, because they, they said some shit. That they raised I, expectations. They raised expectations in ways mm. that you that I literally signed a thing saying I cannot talk about, wow. which is like fucked up, right? <laughs> um, uh, and it's part of the process. And so like, but each time you sign an NDA, 
each time that you like don't have that conversation, each time that you think about it, each time you see a game, you're like, this could be good. And then it comes out and you're like, hmm. And eventually you start seeing games going like, hmm. And, and then it comes out and you're like, yeah, I was right. Mm. <laughs> like It does start to grade away some of the perceived magic and shine on that industry. And I, I mean, I, wonder, I don't think it's a bad thing. I wonder specifically like, <clears throat> I mean, having all of this knowledge about the business of games and studios and yeah. all of this landscape stuff, like how much does that stuff uh, interfere or does it with your gameplay experience? Like, are you able to wipe all that stuff free when you get down to like pressing start? There's, no, there's a line so. for sure. That was that was very much my my Red Dead Redemption experience. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do something more recent. But we can talk about Red Falcon Age. Is oh, the, the yeah. other way. We should talk the about those way. two in relation. Yeah, totally. So with Red Dead, I'll just be super brief. Patrick was doing, you know, there's all this reporting coming out at the time about the labor practices and how exploitative uh, Rockstar was with uh, with Crunch and mm -hmm. everything like that. And as I started Red Dead Redemption 2, I just and and we had done a Waypoint 101 on yeah, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead. the first one, not the first first one, which is Revolver, Revolver, yeah, right. different different, different studio, one, different, anyway. yeah, yeah. So we did on Red Dead Redemption, and throughout playing that game uh, for a Waypoint 101, and then starting Red Dead Redemption 2, I could not get out of my head the fact that like people. People's lives were so negatively impacted in the making of this game. And it just it totally fucked up my experience. And I and I'd never finished that game. I think I played like five. That's probably generous, honestly. <laughs> were you still like in the intro intro? I was definitely in the intro intro. Yeah. I think I just hit camp. I okay. don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like sense. super, super intro. But I just I couldn't I couldn't compartmentalize. Like what was, and sometimes that's the job. Sometimes you got to do it right. because that's the job. But in, for like more recently, I just played uh, Falcon Age for review. It's uh, a game that just came out for PS4 and PSVR by um, a, a developer that I really, ha I had, I went to uh, see them at uh, PAX East and did like a little demo and whatever. And I had such a great experience with mm -hmm. the demo. I really liked meeting the, the developer and everything. And as I was playing the game, I had, I, my review was like really complicated because I saw like a really strong anti-colonialist narrative that just mm -hmm. got buried in like frustrating gameplay mechanics. And so as I was thinking about like I really wanted to like this game because yeah. I I you like the people because I like, like what the their people mission is. I like what their mission is I like that that there are people of color on this team mm. that are writing from experience like specifically call like colonize people from colonized backgrounds and writing about writing about these things and I I wanted to like it so much mm -hmm. I really really did and and unfortunately like you you do have to separate and you right. do have to treat the work as a work and. Um, for better or for worse, so it it can be hard, but it that like that's the job, really. I guess. How yeah. how much are you finding with you guys as audience of people are interested in, you know, the spectrum from pure gameplay experience to like what went into making this game? It's a mix. Our audience is an outlier across mm -hmm. the industry. Like I think you have two groups of people. You have I think you have two groups of people who are kind of come to us, and and there is 
some overlap between them, but there's actually it's there's actually kind of a gap, and I hope that that gap closes as time passes. Mm-hmm. On one hand, you have lots of people, uh, young queer people of color, mm-hmm. people who are marginalized, uh, sex workers, people who have like people who don't people who have gone to listen to podcasts elsewhere and haven't heard the words young queer people of color, <laughs> sex workers, <laughs> yeah. trans folks, like that is not said in most places mm-hmm. you just talk about product right you mm-hmm. just talk about the product um, you don't talk about communities you don't talk about culture you don't talk about politics mm-hmm. so people who want that and the other half of it is like game devs and is people in publishing and mm-hmm. people in PR who happen to think that we have good perspectives on gameplay feel and on uh, what the state of the industry is and technology and all those other things and are interested in the the broader political stuff too in a lot of cases to be clear Mm -hmm. but are not necessarily from marginalized backgrounds are not necessarily want to do better who want to do better yeah 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 yeah. Um, and you know there's obviously a big mix of people in the middle who are just like gamers majority (laughs) majoritarian gamers or whatever but but those are like the big identifying groups and one i hope that that former group becomes that latter group i want uh, 15 years from now the industry to look like the waypoint radio audience right or more like that that's awesome or like this room here right Mm -hmm. like there are four people of color in a room talking about uh video games that vice is paying the three of us to do it you're not getting paid (laughs) but you can plug your shit more later that's all right you get paid elsewhere um and i want more of that, right? I want more queer people on microphones. I want more people who are not, you know, uh, I want more non-Americans, honestly. Right. Like, if I could, like, snap my finger, I want more trans folks on right. microphones talking about video games, writing about video games. Like, more, please, please, please. And so, like, that is, when I think about our audience and, like, what those expectations are, most of them want both right. of the, like, the kind of commentary around what goes on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. what is happening in the cultural community spaces, what's happening in communities where people are stepping over lines or when something really cool is happening. They want to hear those stories. But also, I will say like in terms of pure traffic, if you write something up, outside of scandal, it mm-hmm. is hard to get attention for stories that are about interesting sure. cultural things in the same way mm-hmm. unless you put the word review on it which is <laughs> wild right like wow. when you write a review about something like or if you write um if you hit something you hit that embargo date where you're like all right this is launching as if it's a review but here is like a take on not only Red Dead Redemption 2, but also how I'm conflicted about it. Sure. Mm-hmm. I might not say the word review on it, but it's hitting alongside all those other reviews. It's going to get passed around along those other reviews. This is part of the narrative of the release. Of the release. Yeah. You, exactly. Which sucks. <laughs> because like <laughs> it, go, it forces us back into treating games as products instead of as works. Right. But that is the world. You that have is. To put on, you have to put on your promo cap. Exactly. Right? You've got to get out there and start talking about when it. When I make my album. You know what I mean? Right. Like, totally. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, this it, is what we're saying. It, exactly. Right? Like it might be... It it might be six or seven months after I made it, and you know somebody's asking me questions about it today, and I'm yeah. like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Can you talk about not your albums, but the two shows that you're working mm-hmm. on right now? So again, New Negroes, yes, April nineteenth, nineteenth, yes. What, what time? Eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. Next, Ooh, next, nice. the next eight Fridays at eleven o'clock. All Please right. tune in, and then um, the other and one is Comedy is, Central. Yes, Comedy Central. And the other one is live from WZRD. It's on Verve, the streaming app. I've subscribed to Verve for anime. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I was very happy when I got the email that they wanted to do something with me. Yeah, I bet. I already subscribed to you. Now you're going to pay me. I don't even think they believed me. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a big anime guy. So um, 
I'm really happy to have some content on that uh, platform. And this is really cool. Um, Wizarding show uh, set set in a magical world. <laughs> I love it. I love we're, this magic sentence. We're the community college. Oh, uh, that's so good. Versus, you know, those those uh, snobby Hogwarts. We can't. You know, <laughs> we can't we're, say we're working that. class. We're yeah, working I got class. You. That's what we can say. We're okay. working class wizards. Right. Yeah. That sounds so. Tight. What do you Who Super do you play fun. on that? What's I your play role? myself. Okay. I play myself on everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. right. Like, so what is your? Me. Okay. What is your? What is, what is Open Mic <laughs> Eagle doing at? So live from WZRD yes. is literally our campus public access TV show. Love it. Cool. So I am a host, and my co-host is Danny Fernandez. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we summon guests at random. <laughs> and um, and like a, they just show up. They didn't know they were. Oh, they had no idea. They were, they were eating <laughs> breakfast, and now they're and now in with I'm us. Here. Um, That's incredible. And um, and wizards do whatever they want. Whatever. <laughs> and we're magic. And we're not even that good at it. So <laughs> right. shit gets hairy. Um, and there's there yeah there's a narrative thread through the eight episodes too. Okay. It's real fun. So That's is this really cool. are these the first like television shows you've done in this way? Yeah, where I'm like, or I'm not just a guest, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. actually yeah like I'm how, a casted or are you so one are you. Are you in like production roles on those where you're making bigger yeah. choices? Uh, I'm an I'm an EP on both, okay. uh, but a lot more involved on the new Negroes, okay. like because I've, we, me and Baron have been doing that as a live show. Right. For Shout a out couple to your co-host, yeah, by the way, Baron Vaughn, yes. um, who who actually created the show. Okay, and we started doing it live a couple years ago, and now it's been developed as a television show. But me and him, you know, executive producers along with a uh, Funnier Die, okay, uh, and Lance Bangs, the director. Cool. Yeah. So what is that part of it like? Have you felt like you've learned a new skill set or new challenges? I know when I had to start thinking about video and TV mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it was like, wow, my brain has never done any of this before. Well, but what I, can I connect it to? I bring a little bit of experience from doing like lots of music videos. Sure, a little bit. Sure. But yeah, the learning curve has been quite steep in terms of like trying to write dialogue, in terms of trying to like understand how the process works of like even booking time right. in a studio to do like pardon me do like eight episodes worth of shooting in right. like a week like and so I still feel like I have so much to learn mm-hmm. and in, in both of these shows it's it's just been a wave like wave after wave of, of new information for me uh, and watching these things come together from like an idea in an email to like Oh, this is eight episodes of television. Like, uh-huh. This is crazy. Like lighting and art department right. and mm-hmm. gaffers and like right. it's all it's it's been a ton. It's it's crazy. And it's it's I think the most challenging thing for me is I come from independent rap and I mean like independent, independent. business wise yes. and independent creatively. I've never had to answer to anybody about anything right. ever. Mm-hmm. I used to actually like want more feedback of course. From, That's any, from the yeah. label. Yes. You know, but and and there, nobody was ever in a position to really tell me how to do me better than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that is the if I could snap my fingers and change a thing in the games industry for the, on the, like the criticism and writing side, mm-hmm. it would be to to bring more active editors on mm-hmm. board because I've I've written a bunch of places and this is not like I'm not this isn't a call out post of any of my sure. previous editors, but I know that I would submit copy. That was not where I wanted it to be, and no one would offer me the guidance to make right. it better. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they would change some things and be like, "Hey, is it okay if I change this?" I'm like, "Yeah, but like, can you explain why?" Okay, right. published, and like, mm. right, like you want you want to know how to make what you're doing better. Yes, you yeah, know? Yes. and that's what I would I would always always looked for for that from some source as you know as a person making music, but oh, and TV. Yeah. You ain't got to ask much. No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, everybody's got uh, something to say. And it makes sense because what the difference is is the stakes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if 
if my album doesn't do that well, ain't nobody losing a job. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's right. fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, these television properties, these execs, like, this is this is their life. Right. This is their livelihood in some senses. Uh, and there's a lot of money pumped in. It's like, dude, they have a billboard. For, like, we're on one of those LED screens in fucking Times Square, dude. <sighs> I cannot imagine how much that costs. Right. Yeah. I cannot right. imagine. Right. So That's best a lot of money. So best That's believe you. they had something to say did about you go, <laughs> yeah. Did you go see it? I haven't it? been yet. Do you want to go see oh it? Oh, my God. I almost got up in my sleep last night and went to go see <laughs> it. <laughs> I, that would be the time to do it, honestly, yeah, in the middle honestly. of the night like that. I might. Yeah. That would be good. I'm definitely going to see it. Okay. But I'm also very intimidated. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm, I don't get it like that. I'm yeah. not seeing Times Square. We did the Waypoint Presents show on Disney XD a year and a half ago or whatever, and that was wild. They made mm. me do the Disney, the the bunny. bunny. No, they did not the, make you not do the bunny. ears. Bunny. Mouse. Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Listen, I don't know. Oh, you had to do it with the finger? I had to do it with the finger. No, no you didn't. Yeah, they didn't do anything with it, but it's in a vault it somewhere. It exists. To find I it. We need, need to find the tape. Yeah. Like, hours, <laughs> the tape. hours of like you're watching Waypoint Presents on Disney XD. Stay tuned or whatever that shit is. Like whatever yeah. like the run was in different shirts, in different <laughs> like in different. Oh man, they had me looking like a pastor at one point. It was <laughs> a pastor. Yo, they had me For looking like, like reason, a pastor. Oh, have I not? Oh, <laughs> so it was one of those things where like I was doing the intros, right? So okay. I was on. I we helped figure out the stories. We worked with the production teams. We helped that with the cuts and the edits and like helping making sure that like visual storytelling made sense, sure. which is wild because like how do you show an audience that's never watched a fighting game competitively, or more importantly, how do you talk to an a, an editor a, about the way they've cut a fighting mm. game match with the commentary where it doesn't line up, right? And you're like, no, you can't. Did, my guy just said he dropped the combo, but he is juggling him in the air. He did not <laughs> drop shit. Like, it is clearly not dropped. Um, and the guy's like, I, I normally cut stuff about, like, terrorism. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, you're working with me now. We're talking about Sonic Fox, motherfucker. All right? Um, so they had us do these intros. And the first time I came through in, like, you know, a button-up checkered shirt – and I just did the intro, and sure. I did it the way I do it. I had my I had Austin Walker energy to it. <laughs> you dialed up a little bit, you know the you know what's good internet. Right. Welcome, welcome to Waypoint Radio. That voice, the yeah. Austin, that Austin Walker voice. There are lots of voices you understand. Yes, absolutely. You deliver lots of different voices. And the one of the EPs on it was like, we sh this is a big deal. Mm. You should. Bring your nicest shirts. Raise the stakes on you. And I was like, all right. She was like, we're going to bring in groomers for you and your other your other host, Danielle, who is upstairs somewhere right now, by the way. I should run you up and say hey. I would love that. that shout out to Danielle. She's doing some out, other stuff Shout right out now, to right. Rob. Shout out to Patrick. And then Absolutely. There was another lady. Danica. 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 Yeah, yeah, shout yeah. out to Danica. Danica of course. Um, so <laughs> they brought in a hairdresser mm -hmm. who- Oh, gosh. Were they used to working with- No. Okay. But, but <laughs> they were used to working with- he was like, "All right, I'm gonna make you look fresh." Oh, I was like, "Did right, he say fresh?" Yeah, he did. All right, no, he gave he me his did. Hair. Absolutely, <laughs> he did. No, he and did let me be clear, his hair was good. <laughs> and he was like, "I should have just given him." He asked me what we were doing. I was explaining it. Uh, he looked at the shirts that I brought, and this is part of it because they were like, "Bring your nicest shirts, oh, yeah. not your favorite shirts." Your nice. So I was like, "Cornflower blue button-up, right. nice dress shirt." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here to make money. <laughs> that shirt, you, the shirt where you, where I am going to sound like I'm sh coming straight from an English class. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and he gave me a cut. 
that was like a a perfect sphere. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, I'll never like, get it. Not, and not a fro. Like not even. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It was like. Like a helmet? Like, like what, what if Toad was black? <laughs> oh, no. Like what if Toad was black and needed you right now oh. to send your seed money in? Oh, my brother. God. Please. Oh. It will pay off for you in the long run. So we cut those. And I went back and I did the promo again. And they were like, ooh, we think you look a little too dressed up. Okay. I was like, we shot for four oh, hours. God. We shot seven intros or whatever. Oh. For four hours. You Your hair me, is cut. My hair, you you cut. You my, can't uncut it. You can't. Well, you can you can cut more, which is what I did. Oh. I was like, no, I'm fixing this. I'm getting this fixed. I'm going to someone who I trust. <laughs> and he was fine. I want to be clear. If he's listening, which he isn't, you did it. You did what you thought you were supposed to do. And they were like, come with something a little less um, professional, like mm. a little more casual. So I bought a Hawaiian shirt. Okay. <laughs> and that is why all of those. You and I nailed was like, it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear a bright orange Hawaiian shirt. Welcome to Disney XD, motherfucker. <laughs> we are here to tell you about Sonic Fox, the best uh, Mortal Kombat player in the world, who is a furry. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, that, so, so yeah, that was my experience of that. And that's all I know about TV is that's all that it is. it's so easy. That's all it for, is. Haircuts and shirts. Right. Well, like, to some degree, you get what I'm saying, right? Uh, Which absolutely. is like, absolutely. Like, just it isn't just like you point a camera at me and I say the right thing. Like, no, a thousand people are involved. Yeah. And you have to do it from all these different ways yes. and there's all these coverage angles and all of this stuff. God, I forgot about coverage. I forgot about lot, the coverage man. shots. It's a lot. I mean, and we we did the way we did the new Negroes. So me and Baron introduced each stand up. Right. But they wanted to make it modular. So sure. we'd have to do just intro after intro for people who weren't even there. Just, <laughs> just so they had them. And like, and the uh, audience is like clapping along, but they're tired. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Shout out to audiences. Yeah, shout out to audiences you know? for sure. Was that wild? I mean, you've dealt with audiences as a performer for a long time, but was it different to get up and go through something that was not just, hey, this is a song that I think yeah. is a good song? It's so different. I mean, because like I said, independent down to the song choice, I, I do uh, my... My performances with with a guy named Video Dave. He does mm-hmm. video projections, and you know what he'd love more than anything if I gave him a set list, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, and I won't. You know what I mean? Like that's my time, listen, Dave. I do what I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> I need flexibility, and so like you know, you read we, the audience. You go, okay, well, actually, I need yeah. to do this instead. And I pivot where I want to pivot. Yeah, I freestyle yeah. where I want to freestyle. Right. Um, there's zero of that. Right in TV, mm-hmm. everything's scripted down to the letter, yeah. Yeah. and you know if if I walk too far forward, we have to shoot everything over because I'm out of the light. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's real different. Yeah, that was the yeah. That was like I'm not doing TV. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could not do it. I don't know. I I don't know. I get tired. <laughs> Yo, and and it's a different kind of tired. Yes, it's like. You get exhausted in this way I'm not even used to. Like if you're if you're trying to stay on yeah. and be on yeah. camera and nail it. Like I feel like it takes this alignment of like it's brain your and whole body. body. Yes. Yeah. I did yeah. like I've done like little commercials and stuff before and I think I did like a eight hour shoot or something like that for like a fifteen second commercial wow. or something yeah. wild. Yeah. And I was so tired. Yeah. I just and I wasn't. I didn't have lines. I just, <laughs> I, just had to, I just had to speak Spanish. That's for like, li- Natalie. That's lines. That, that's but oh, they were like, they were just like say something to your grandmother, and I was like, <laughs> okay. And I just had to talk, like just so shoot what, the shit. For nothing like, you had to memorize, but no, right. I didn't yeah, have to memorize right. anything. I just had to like 
just like be 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 uh, my Latinx gra- yeah. on camera. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Great. Great. But I was tired. Yeah. I was tired. It's exhausting. And I can't imagine that for like extended like that's a that a life. I mean, that's like a 12 and then it's yeah. important. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like important. and we have a platform and we're trying mm-hmm. to tell funny jokes yes. and also we have and responsibility. S- and also speak to issues. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has that been? Because that's a thing where again as an independent creator, and I actually, Kato, you've done video art and stuff, and you're like, that's like truly <laughs> yeah. independent shit where you're like, I have a message or I have an idea, I want to explore that. You're an independent rapper, you're an independent hip hop artist, mm-hmm. I'm going to explore this thing. Then you start working with other people, right. and they have their own <laughs> expectations, and they're, they have their own responsibilities and all that other stuff. Where sometimes those things can clash, and not sure. in a mean way, not in a, but just in a different expectations, different perspectives yeah. too, yeah. right? Different perspectives, obviously, sure. like, actually, yeah. I made a quote-unquote feature-length film in high school with uh, three other people. And uh, they were comics artists. And they did all their storyboards, all the storyboards, and I was the DP. And I would get these storyboards and be like, this looks like a comic. You can't shoot this. Right. <laughs> it's a drawing that you've drawn in a perspective that doesn't actually make sense for real life. <laughs> looks good on the page. Right. I cannot shoot this. Right. 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 <laughs> like, which, yeah. which probably only gets harder when it's like jokes. When right. it's like, how do I frame this next comic who's coming up? You know, we had a we had a we had very lofty goals, Baron and I did, on like the type of things we would tackle in our host bits. Yeah. So each episode has this theme. Like one's like wealth, one's like uh, criminality, one's like masculinity. We did a giant a tight theme. five minutes yes, on exactly. criminality. We have three comics and a music video every episode. Right. We literally had like two minutes right. to talk about each of these things. Damn. And we would get to that point, like, damn, like we we got to a point where like we just there's certain stuff we just cannot bring up because we are not gonna have the space to unpack it. Yeah. You know? Right. right. This isn't constant. the venue necessarily. It, well it wasn't it. even that it wasn't a venue. We just didn't have the real estate. Right. We just right. didn't have right. time wise, like we didn't want to bring up terms that we couldn't unpack. Yes. You know, or or, mm-hmm. or, or get that. Get get too deep into different perspectives when there's no way to reach a resolution. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like that right. kind of stuff. Right. Because then you end up you end up having a listener or a viewer, I know this from the show, from writing, where you get someone in the audience who reads something that is you didn't technically say it but because you didn't add that layer of yes. nuance you didn't say yes. okay now I, th- I know you read that or heard that and what you think is that I'm saying this thing but actually let me connect it back over exactly. and blah 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 mm-hmm. and that is not uh, two minutes that, right. is you not it you don't yeah. have that half a second for context you, you're familiar with hoteps yeah, yeah. Okay. oh yes I, okay <laughs> See? I need you to know I need what you need to, what you what you need to know is <laughs> that someone listening right now is going to make a forum post to be like I can't believe Austin dragged hoteps again a hundred percent but I will not stop because I think that they are fucking toxic. Now I have a I have like this this just oh intense relationship with that as a concept because yes. like when I was in college, that term hotep was introduced to me like in its Egyptian yeah, of course. context. Like Black kings. this like lofty greeting yes. for like like I see the king in you. Of like course. I see the queen, like that thing. And and for it to have gone through this journey where like it's a slur. And then, like a term of endearment yeah, for like bruh. toxic dudes, yeah, like man. Can you set it up for people who don't know? Because we've and that, I've dropped the term before. This is it. This, and is, this the is, thing. is this is why this like, is like, I had to, we had to cut this entire oh, bit out of the right? show because we didn't have time to do this part. Right, right, Because right. what you wanted to do was say a quick joke. Yes. that's like the way that you and I would say the it, joke. As we have a shared lexicon, a shared yeah. understanding yeah. of all of that history. Right, where we know it came from a certain place. Mm-hmm. 
and then it ended up in this other place. And you know, we know how it came to be associated yes. with this group of people. And we also know it ain't that serious in the sense that I'm not even saying, like, arrest them. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, I am, we're jabbing. Yeah, we're saying some, do better, dude. Do better. <laughs> right, so do can, better. You up, can you set up hotep culture? Can you set up hoteps? So, um, so, so where the term uh, originally comes from, like we said, is this, is this Egyptian uh, greeting. Um, now, when it got introduced to me, like... Uh, it was kind of like the height of like kind of coffee shop spoken word yeah, pan african that yeah. style of like and and it was a lot of people who were really serious about these yes. things and a lot of people have gone on like academia and right. gone on to writing right. and all and, and, to do great stuff yes. to be clear like uh, yeah, yeah yeah and and a lot of you know a lot of the greeting or a lot of the in communicating hotep brother hotep yeah. sister like yeah. that was a real genuine thing mm-hmm. people did but at some point um that style of being became kind of like a costume people yes. could wear, and this was men and women to be mm-hmm. to yeah, be yeah, fair. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, like people who weren't necessarily about those values would start to uh, wear these things to be associated with these with this symbology and these words. And so suddenly, you'd have a guy saying "Hotep Queen" when he was really about something way else. Mm. Yeah. He was really mm. about toxicity. He's really yes. like his values that he's bringing are like not sophisticated or evolved um and so having like a lot of i think you know from from years of women having these experiences with these dudes they would start to call them hoteps yeah as a derogatory thing um and eventually they took that on as a term of endearment like i am a hotel you're right i am a hotel call me a hotel Mm. i'm a hotel Yeah. yeah exactly and like at this point i mean it ends up being one of those things that happens where you it begins at a at a at a reaction that is about reclaiming mm-hmm. or or specifically claiming power inside of your identity. Yes. Hey, did you know? And that is a, a thing that I will always support. But I also always want to make sure that, and I think this is part of what happened in the process is when it begins. It's like, hey, people have told us that we come from nothing, that we right. are dirt. Right. But actually, look at the history. Africa was filled with kings and queens. Africa was filled with people doing poetry and mm-hmm. math and all this great stuff. People showed up with guns, and sometimes we pushed them away. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. we is broader than just, like, blackness, right? Mm-hmm. There, There is not a single type of blackness right. in the world. There is not right. – African is not an, eth- an eth- ethnicity, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. there are particular histories and, and uh, cultural groups and ethnic groups. Like, there are particular histories here, and that's where it starts. Right. But eventually, a lot of that gets – Kind of erased, or it actually started. You know, you get it. You get the kind of like we've talked about Spivak's uh, 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 strategic essentialism before. Uh-huh. This concept that is used um, that a lot of like civil rights groups will use. They won't. It is like an academic term, right? Mm-hmm. Gyatri Spivak uses it to talk about how if you are a marginalized population, one of the things you can do to gain a lot of power is to briefly be like, "Hey." I get that your blackness and my blackness are not the same. I get that there are four people of color in this room mm-hmm. and that we don't have an identical experience of being people of color. But let's for, for the, the next little bit, yeah, yeah, for the sake of movement, let's all be on the same side. Let's right. put some stuff to the side and like represent ourselves as people of color. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that is like a blurry term. Umbrella term. And umbre- yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so one of the things that I think happens in that group is – they forget that it's strategic mm. and they go, no, the essence of blackness is this brother. And mm-hmm. it's like, all right, bro, like I get it. But that means all those people who are black people don't count as black people for right. you anymore. And that sort of stuff started happening. And along with that 
inside of, uh, you know, a lot of men who were in that group, a lot of really shitty gender essentialism right. started too, where it was like, this is what being a black man meant. This is what being a black woman needed mm. to mean. And and not not being contextually aware enough to understand yes. that they're just perpetuating patriarchy. Yeah, of course. Exactly, mm. exactly, yeah. exactly, mm. exactly. So now you get people who want to hold on to, and I get the appeal, mm-hmm. I, because let me tell you, white folks didn't stop saying you're dirt. Right. <laughs> white people didn't <laughs> stop saying, you know, we helped you by bringing you out of Africa. You ever heard of the nigrescence model? No. Oh, man, it's a black psychologist, and I, and I think his name, his last name was White, but he has this model of um, basically self-awareness and blackness that kind of starts with not being aware, and then you, get, you become aware of negative context, and mm. you start to reach for reactionary ways to deal with that. Right. But a lot of times, like, you can get to that space before you really evolve your consciousness from wherever it was. Right. So you can start wearing the costumes right. before you actually have like the knowledge to like actually step into different value right. systems. Mm. Right, you right. Know? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this is why you can't do a tight five minutes yes. about hotels. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it comes a loose 13. Because it's this. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And that's a good thing. It's one of the reasons I like podcasts, right? right? Is that like, you know, we have you for another 13 minutes, mm-hmm. but when we started, we are like, is it going to be an hour? Is it going to be 90 minutes? Who knows? I don't know what it's going to be. We're going to have a conversation and see, gonna where see where it goes. Where it goes. Yeah. And that's great. It is. Do you feel like that is how your album projects work? Where you're like, I'm going to do another song. Or is it you have it in your mind like I'm gonna do eight tracks on this? Uh, I don't. Um, and each 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 one of my projects is like a statement. Okay. Just like I was saying, Dark Souls are. I feel like yeah, Dark yeah, Souls yeah. games Sentences. are like a sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like each one of my my projects is like a sentence, and that's usually I, I try to like put that in the title. So like rappers will die of natural causes. <laughs> yes. So I want to say what I think is every part of that. Yeah. Brick body kids still daydream. I want to say what I think is every part of that. Yeah. So that's 14 songs or it's seven songs or it's whatever. You know, yeah. I kind of like, I let the making, the crafting of the statement kind of decide like how long mm. or short the project should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you find, because you're still independent as I mean, you're still independent. Period. Until I sell out. Yeah. Until you sell out, I'm with you. I had to iron this morning. I think I sold out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm you a... iron when you pay someone to iron. I your would have paid somebody to iron. I mean, I get that. Yeah. I, do get it. I do get it. I do get it. Uh, that's the, that is actually the moment. But also, you deserve to pay someone to iron yeah, your shirts, man. Mike. Like that's a lot. Because I don't want to do it. No, it's, it's boring. You put on a podcast. You do your chores. I still do that, right? Like, right. But uh, no, but I'm curious because you're still. You're working with big companies when it comes to television stuff. Right. To the shows. As a hip-hop artist, you are still completely independent. You're going on tours with people that I'm guessing you're like all the way. You're like, yeah, Samus is great. Yes, we're We're all DIY. Shout out to Samus. Yeah, we come from DIY and we we tour with each other because we all genuinely fuck with each other. Do you feel like your relationship to those industries is different because of the degree of independence you have that's different in them? The relationship to like the- the, Music and TV or video, you know, uh, uh, shows, television, entertainment, that part of entertainment. Um... Or is it too early to know yet? You know, but it, it is two completely different paths. Like, th- this this TV stuff is the first time that I will have ever been promoted by a corporation. Right. And mm. I'm very aware of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm very aware I of, like, I am... I am entering TV in the space that, like, if it were music, I'd be signed to a major label, mm-hmm. right? And seeing yeah. what that level of promotion is yeah. like. And I'm very not used to that. Do you, you know? Are you making sure they're not fucking you? Do you what, have an the TV? agent? Oh, yeah. well, you have to. I mean, I'm making sure that, yeah. listen, there are ways that you can get caught in a situation where sure. someone grabs you in a conversation and sees that you have momentum and but, is like. Know, but that's the thing. Like, 
the agencies are almost as bad I mean, as right the now, corporations with right? like jumping right. in and making sure. Oh no, you're not just about to raw dog the industry. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. get a little piece of we're that too. That. You know? What are I mean? you following the writer stuff right now? Yeah, I'm trying to. And because I, I have a you know I have a lot of people that I know that are WGA. Yes. Uh, and Support to them right now, of course. Especially. And I, I've I've been on tour, so I haven't been able to like really follow the fight. But I know it's something. It's something to do with like the 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 um. Not necessarily the hiring practices, but like the salary. It's like so. It's it, go. You go ahead. You're well, from LA. I, I am. <laughs> I am. Well, uh, it's funny. I, I think it has to do with the way that things are being packaged within specific right. agencies. So and deals. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you if you get a, a writer within one specific agency, you're also going to get the like the other people involved, the director, the, the showrunner, the, the director. Show yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're so if it's a WME writer, it's going to be a WME every everything mm-hmm. else. And then like the way those cuts are coming in, and like who's getting residuals on what, and mm-hmm. who's re- retaining rights for IP, and like all that stuff has been. There are situations where the same company will end up representing against the interests of the writer sure. and in favor of someone else that they're also representing. Yeah. And that's just like, whew. So it's weird. Watch I mean, yourself out there. Cause right that's now. the thing with agencies. I learned that like, um, like that's the business of agencies is leveraging. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I had no idea about that, but like, you know, I'm, I'm with CAA. Okay. And what I've learned is the good thing about being on CAA as a musician is that, they're not gonna fuck me on my rider, right. even if I'm only playing this 250 cap room, because they definitely want to book ASAP Rocky when he comes right. to town. Mm. Right, and they are very aware that if 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 this promoter or talent buyer is fucking anybody on CAA, then maybe they lose out on the bigger artists. Right. Mm. You know? Interesting. True. Also, shout out to my agent real quick. Don't yeah. on. <laughs> How you doing? Um, anyway, just make sure we, he and I are good. We We're, good. <laughs> He's good. Different industry. Um, so yeah. So. Anything else that you want to talk about or promote or let people know? Oh, man. Is there something that you right now care a lot about that is not a video game, that is not music or your show, is not Overwatch, is not Dark Souls, It'd probably is not be, dragging a game I love? Probably be anime. <laughs> okay, what, okay, let's talk about anime. We, have, yeah. let's, we got 10 minutes, 8 minutes, talk about anime. Hey, you know. Uh, what are you watching? Well, I'm right now watching Boogie Pop and others. Okay. Um, yeah. That's a fantastic show. Um Man, I I, I, do, I watch a ton of stuff. Yes. Of I, like over the last year, I watched like Baki and mm-hmm. Kakaguri and uh, Death Parade. You ever seen, Death, seen Parade? Death, Parade. Death Parade? Death Parade. Death Parade is what kind of got me back into being like crazy. I'm going to consume anime all the time. Guy. Okay. Uh, it's like it's, I think it's twelve episodes. Series. Perfect. Love it. Yes. Already. Love it. I'm already. Like, I only yeah. do those. I'm writing this yeah. Down. I only. I, only I can't do, do yeah. Naruto anymore. I can't yeah. do. I did. I did watch uh, Hunter X Hunter over okay. last year though. Which My was God. Incredible. Yeah. That's really long. Huge. It was really, but it was amazing because there's no filler. Like right. you know what I mean. Like right, every right, episode right. moves a story along. So I'm yeah. completely with that because that's what I don't want to do is filler. Right. But yeah. most of the things I watch are. 12, you don't miss filler 15. ever. So okay, here's the thing: uh-huh. is so if some friends of mine just finished watching Dragon Ball Z. They watch Dragon Ball Z COD. Did yeah. you come up on Dragon Ball? Yes, did you? absolutely. All right. So I think that they did the right thing by watching Kai, which is cut down a yes. lot because there is too much filler. Way too much filler. But they never got like Goku learning how to drive a car. I could I could skip that. See, I want to see Goku drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to see. What I don't want to see is. Gohan and Krillin and Bulma going to fake Namek Ugh. and having that whole that long whole fake. I don't thing, need man. I don't need the whole Snake Way run, but I kind of want that time that Goku went to like the bathhouse. See, or I, or I kind of I do want Goku messing around with those two ogres down at the in the the in hell. I don't I don't want Master Roshi 
It's not no. good. Yeah, the boobs. I, no, like, I don't want that either. <laughs> that's know. a different. Let me tell you, that still happens in con. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. What is your all-time favorite on, on anime? Ooh. I know it's a big question. What is okay? Wait, 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 I'll make it easier. What are some of your all-time? Oh, favorites? thanks. That's good. <laughs> that way, nothing gets left out. I mean, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the classics. I'm gonna say, you know, the Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna Hell say yeah. the uh, the Death Note. Um, those are those are all really great, but I, I I cannot overstate how great this Death Parade show is. Oh, yeah. So pitch it to me. What is the what is the oh man? Setup? So and I don't want to give too much of it away, but mm-hmm. it's like every episode, two people show up to this bar, um, this. and they both like they each get off a different elevator, mm-hmm. and um, the bartender gets them to play a game, mm. and this game has incredible consequences. Okay, and in the next episode, it's two other people. Ooh. Damn, you know what I mean? Like that it's really cool. wild. Okay, and, it's, and there's a great narrative that kind of weaves the whole thing okay. together too. But you know, Gurren Lagann is one of my favorite. Sure. All the Studio Trigger stuff. Yeah, so yeah, Kill yeah. a Kill. Kill, a kill yeah. I just watched Gridman. Gridman. I need to incredible. catch up on Gridman. Gridman oh, is the one that from awesome. last year that I'm mad that I did not Gridman watch. Is awesome. I need to watch Gridman. Yeah. As someone who likes robots, as someone who likes. My understanding of Gridman is that it is very aware of the history of those shows, yes. of shows like Ultraman, of shows like like early Super Robot shows, and like I'm very and obviously Gridman itself is a specific mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah. a, older uh, Super Robot show, but so. it plays with all of that and it's hella dark. Okay, it's super dark. So again, in line with where you are at, yeah. <laughs> hit me. <laughs> are you? Do you? Have you leaned into it at this point? Are you like you know what? This is just who I am. I'm done. I don't have a choice, man. You know, okay. honestly, to make the kind of music I make, I'm just like mining my own consciousness yeah. all the time. Like I'm like you just get forced into being self-aware, you know? And I I feel like that's how I've done everything I've done, you know? Yeah. Is try to be real practical about who I am and like what it is that I can do and like reach for things. You know, I've sent a lot of I've sent a lot of cold emails in my yes. life that have changed everything because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I could probably do that. And I could probably say this thing to this person in a way that makes them understand it. I'd be good at that. Yeah. You know, and, I do know. And it works. Yes. You know, send those emails. I've said it before, but I like, was going to if you weren't following me on Twitter already, I would have <laughs> sent one to you. Please. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like to do the thing, you got to do the thing. You yep. got to take that first step you and do. it's going to be terrifying Hell the first leaps. time. But take them leaps mm. and you're going to miss. You're yeah. going to miss. You're going to miss. Oh, you're going to miss. You're going to miss. Yeah. And then. Uh, it might work out. And if right? you're of age, take a shot of whiskey before the cold. <laughs> I, I can't, you know, it works. It works. It's scary. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mike. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, at Mike underscore Eagle on the Twitter machine. I'm so glad you have an underscore. I know, Natalie, you don't have an underscore. Damn, but I where feel... can people find you on the internet? Natalie Watson. No underscore. <laughs> no underscore. None necessary. Yeah. That's, that's a flex. Yeah. It's good. It's a flex. From, yeah, um, that's true. Right? Could you go back and get at Natalie, though? That would be the real. Do you see oh, Reggie Fizeme, the, the old COO? He's retiring now from Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Last day, also also a brother, also a black man. Yeah. That people don't know about that about him. He's Haitian. Which I didn't is know that. Wild, yeah. Um, he got at Reggie on oh, Twitter. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's a power <laughs> move. That, that is that, that is like as Damn. flex. That is it. That's the. Uh, that's. I don't want at Austin because people will be messaging me about questions about Texas all the time. <laughs> all the time. About barbecue and barbecue. shit. You don't, you don't need that. But then again, if they were like. Here's some good barbecue. <laughs> I'd be all right. They'd, they'd be asking you. They would be. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I just give them bad advice. <laughs> like, yeah, put vinegar on that. I bet uh, it's good. Dark Austin. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Kato, where can people find you? At a underscore Kato underscore appears. Two underscore. Woo! Flex! <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Goddamn, send us for a name. Yeah, absolutely. Goddamn, Pokemon out here happening. Uh, you find me at Austin underscore Walker. You can find everything Waypoint does. Twitter.com slash Waypoint waypoint.vice.com discourse.zone to talk about the episode before you go one more time 
every Friday for the next eight weeks. Comedy yes. Central, yes, 11 yes, p.m. Yes. Starting on April 18th, 19th. New Negroes, 19th, mm-hmm. 19th, 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 19th. 19th. And, and the uh, live from WZRD is streaming on Verve now, I believe the fourth episode came okay, out. Okay, so it's weekly. Yes, and at, every Thursday a new episode drops. Gotcha. Oh, but hell it's streaming yeah. for free. You don't have to even sign up. It's wow, not behind the paywall. Nice. You can go watch it right now. Perfect. Yeah. Go do that. Uh, and where can people watch Ghost Parade? <laughs> Death Parade. Death Parade. Uh, on the Funimation app, I believe. Okay, good. Okay. Very important right. plug. And last one. Music, just everywhere. Spotify, yeah, it's, iTunes. I am already in your phone, <laughs> sir, or, sir or ma'am. I am already yeah. in it. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Pull up my name. I'm there. Open Mike Eagle. Thank you so much for coming through. This Thanks for blast. having me. I'm this so is glad awesome. this fine lined up. I'm this is so a, glad. This is a dream of mine. I'm going to bother Aww. you next time I'm out in LA. all the time. Are you doing E3 again? I don't know. I got to see if I can finesse <laughs> this <laughs> time. Last time I paid, I'm like, mm, oh, nah, I don't nah, know nah, if nah, I got nah. that much value out of this. Well, now you're associated with Waypoint, so... so yeah, oh! just, just go through it. Just Sneak, like, yeah, I was on Waypoint Radio. Sneak me in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank and thank you. you so much for listening. We'll be back later this week with more Waypoint Radio. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Peace. That's it. I thought you had a thing. You had your face. (laughs) (laughs) You had word face. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's all this good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now we are recording. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. good. Never, never off the internet. Never off the internet. Even when I'm asleep, I'm on the internet. Wow. Okay, so I have this issue. Yes. Have you always been like this? Yeah, I guess. As long as, well, you know, it used to have to dial up. Right, so I guess I was off. But were then. you the person then who was like, I'm going to stay on later. I'm going to, for instance, for me, uh-huh. get out of bed in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Start over, the dial up. Like, Please don't make too much fucking noise. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was always just very concerned about the phone bill. Fair. Okay. Uh, very time. concerned about yeah, the phone yeah, yeah. bill. Yeah, because I was dialing up to um, old BBSs. Wow, okay. Yeah. You have yeah. that history. Yeah, okay. for real. Like, I'm talking, you know. I remember when like Prodigy came mm-hmm. out, CompuServe mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. Did you have a computer at home, or you? What I were did. You? Okay. I had a um. I, it was this was like ninety five. Okay. I had a computer with a two hundred and thirty four megabyte hard drive. Oh, wow. Boy. I remember learning what it meant to have a small hard drive yeah. when I got a game for Christmas mm-hmm. and was like, all right, just gonna put this in here. No. And, no space. And, right. Well, it was one of those things where if you had a computer back then, I'm sure you can talk about this you know how this works. You're like, all right, what can I delete right. safely? What Absolutely. can I put onto a disk? What can I have a, a different space or I'm going to hold this stuff and put it back on so the computer works right? I knew everything about the C drive on my computer. <laughs> and and I, used to, I used to get dangerously close to deleting important things all the time. <laughs> so but that was important. So that I could download JPEGs. Yeah, of course. And it would take me like 20 minutes to, to download out, a JPEG. I needed to print out Spider-Man. Yeah. I needed to. 
Yeah, uh, you know, just sp- a picture <laughs> of Spider-Man. Give me pictures of Spider-Man. You would download it. It'd be like line by line. Oh yeah, it wow. would fill in on your yep. screen. And and sometimes people would mislabel things, uh. and you'd spend twenty minutes downloading something else <laughs> instead of what you thought just it was. Slowly, it reveals to uh, be your depression. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're here because this is these are the conversations I have with Natalie a lot. As someone who's like, you're a millennial, but you're a young millennial. I'm on the older end of millennial. And so there is this like, there is a divide. The yeah. internet is a big part of that. It is. And those sorts of experiences yeah, I were was so important. firmly in high school when the internet happened. Wow. Like I remember the first website that I like. What was it? I, it was um, Zomba.com. Oh, okay. it was on It was on this Tribe Called Quest poster. And I was like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I went to, and, and, and I had to like type it into a, it had to be Netscape yeah, or something yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. I was born. <laughs> Damn. So, With a cell phone in hand, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> no, my Got parents it. waited. I was like... What was your first cell phone? It was a flip phone. Okay. Um, you didn't well, have the that Nokia? Was... You didn't have the Nokia that was not a flip? Because before... Okay. In so, my, yeah. I had... My first flip phone was like for emergencies. Right. So like my parents could, like if I was at sports practice mm-hmm, or something, mm-hmm. they could call me. Um then my first like phone phone was an Envy, mm. and it was uh, is that a Motorola? It was a Motorola. It was It was really tight because it like on the front looked like a regular Nokia phone, but you could flip it up, and then you had like the whole Ooh. like side horizontal keyboard. Oh, I that was oh, a big shit. deal for me. Yeah. Moving away from that slide keyboard yeah. mm-hmm. was a big deal for me mm-hmm. in adulthood. Did you have a sidekick? What did you have? I didn't that have had a sidekick. You had another thing that had that style. I had these Samsung phones. Okay. I had an elder the ones that like slip yeah. up or, yeah, or they like, swipe like push up. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have that totally. dedicated keyboard. It felt great. That was such a big deal. It was so thick though. Yeah. It was so thick in your pocket. I yeah. still would yeah. use one of those. If they brought those back, if they did a thing that was a little thicker than this, so mm, 